0: They all need to cut cut the the crap. crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer.
1: Hey there, folks. Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer here. Welcome to Cut the Crap. Crap is, well, it's an acronym. That stands for culture, race, and American politics. Because I believe when we mix culture, race, and American politics, everything seems to go to hell in a handbasket. We have an interesting situation going on. Carrie Lake has won big time. And it is about time. All that means is now the fight gets to come out in the open. Hey, folks, let's join this one-finger war Make sure you share this program far and wide. I'll do the heavy lifting. You get the people in the room, and I'll make you the smartest patriot in the room. Today we're talking about Carrie Lake and her lawsuit. That's the big win. It is official. It is heading to court. That's a big deal. In a period in time where we're wondering if any judge of any kind is going to hear this election information, if they're going to sit and do what's right for every one of us and make sure that the cases get heard. I'm going to do a little bit of a recap for you so you understand some of the facts going on in Arizona. I mean, it's a a simple fact uh, on its face. Let's just do some simple math. I know that our government and our schools don't want you to understand math anymore. But let's just do some simple math. If you had 10 people, generically, walking in on election day to vote, and you knew that of those 10 people that are going to be walking in the door, Less than 20% of them, 17% of them, as a matter of fact. So two out of the 10 are going to be Democrats. The other eight are going to be Republicans. And these 10 people are gonna walk in the door. Now logic tells you that you're gonna find 10 Republican votes, and you're gonna find two Democrat votes, if in fact, both your candidates are strong candidates meaning the republican candidates love their or the republican voters love their candidates and the democrat voter loves their candidates you follow that so it means that 10 are going to walk in two are going to be democrats eight are going to be republicans it's simple math that you can kind of understand well that's what it should be on election day except When you look at the Arizona numbers, you will find out that the Democrat candidates during that time won 50% of the votes despite, right, despite there were only 17% of the people arriving to vote on the physical election day were Democrats. So you immediately know something off, because that would basically mean that... Well, half of it, half of the Republicans, because this is how the math works, it would basically mean that half of the Republicans that walked through the door to vote would have thought Kerry Lake was unqualified, not fit to serve, a horrible candidate, so bad that a Republican would vote for a Democrat who has a questionable theory questionable background right and questionable results and um literally never campaigned did the the basement politicking like biden did that's how disconnected these numbers are in arizona now when you realize that that is a forced outcome, makes it defies all logic because it would, quote, require 50% of the people that should be voting Democrats to turn away from Kerry Lake. Put a pin in that. In order for them to push Katie Hobbs over the finish line, they had to make sure the same thing that they did in 2020, that they just got an incredible amount of votes coming in at the last minute, that they pushed them over the top. If we look down ticket, if we truly look down ticket, because everybody had been educated for two years leading up to the midterms, vote straight ticket. Now, for those of you that don't know what straight ticket means, it basically means vote every Republican space you can. Every Republican space you can. Get it? That's a straight ticket. People were educated that way. But when you look at the numbers, you find some telltale signs that they manipulated everything, one of them I just told you about, that it would take, if you just look at simple numbers, 10 people walking in to vote on Election Day, two of them being Democrat, eight of them being Republican, but you look at how the numbers came out, it would mean that half of the Republicans, half of the Republicans would have had to decide that Carrie Lake was just not their candidate, and they thought that Katie Hobbs was a better candidate. The numbers, when you can get into them, always reveal the truth. That is why the state treasurer, a Republican running, actually got more votes than the top ticket for Katie Hobbs for governor. The treasurer got over 200,000 200, more votes than Katie Hobbs. Even the mining inspector, which of course ran unopposed. You gotta put this into context. Somebody will say, well, they ran unopposed, that's easy, no, you don't understand. When somebody runs unopposed, if they get one freaking vote they're in, most people skip it. You gotta look at the facts, folks. So you can't discount the mining inspector and say, well, he ran unopposed. Why? Why are they doing it? Because he got over 400,000 more votes, 400,000 more votes than Katie Hobbs. They poo-poo it. Well, he wasn't running against anybody. No, you don't understand. When it's a shoe-in like that, people just don't bother to vote for it. And so what those numbers show with those huge honking gaps is that in Arizona, people voted almost straight-ticket Unanimously. It basically means they had to fudge the votes anywhere between 235,000 to 404,000, 404,000 votes to push Katie Hobbs over the finish line. You know what's interesting about it having to be 404,000 votes? In 2020, we discovered they did this with. 406,000 votes and we proved it. Folks, share the program. This is going to be an interesting ride but Kerry Lake won the first suit. Now we go into duking it out in the courtroom. Be right back.
0: See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back.
1: Okay, folks, we're back with Cut the Crap. We're talking about Kerry Lake wins big time. And let me tell you, folks, it is absolutely about time. What's key here and why this is different is because the case is, in fact, going to court. What we've been fighting, just, uh, you know, also like what Mark Fincham just dealt with, judges just throwing out, right, just throwing out These cases saying you don't have standing or it's not appropriate or whatever the case may be. And so now. This one is going to be duked out. That doesn't. Should we say do any indication of what's going to happen? It just means. It is now going to begin to enter evidence into the official public record in a more meaningful way by the way you're going to find out this is going to be very easy very easy to see with your own eyes what happened and how it happened and that these numbers should not be counted at all and we've got to figure out either way to either decertify it or just rerun the election. That's what you're going to find. Now, let's go back a little bit in time to 2020 when we did the full forensic audit. In 2020, a game was played, and this, this is how it works. So remember, my job is to try to explain to you how this works, because you've got to understand, it all comes down to words. The lawsuit in 2020, which was a lawsuit filed by Kelly Ward, was what gave the ability for it to have standing. That lawsuit led to, okay, we're going to look at some of the ballots and we'll kind of see what's up. That was not good enough. If you remember, The first controversy that I got into in Arizona that people decided, oh, I hate Jovan, was. (laughs) You, the people, pushed to get a full forensic audit. It was my technology to do the full forensic audit. The state came back and said, we're just gonna look at a few ballots. And I said, to hell with you. If you're just gonna look at a few, I'm not gonna do it. We either look at everything or nothing. Many Republicans went nuts over that because I was willing to throw it out, I was willing to say, no, I'm not gonna touch it if you don't do it all. That, that kind of pissed off all the players, right? But I held to my guns and we got every single ballot and you were the gun. You were the ones calling in to make sure it happened, okay? Period. Now that that happened, we're able to understand many, many things. But see, there was a game afoot in 2020 that even I didn't realize. They manufacture a plausible deniability cycle. It's it's wild. Here's how it works. The first thing is, in my design of the audit, it was to have observers every step of the way, and it had to have a Republican observer. It had to have a Democrat observer and it had to have an independent observer of every single step because I knew the media was going to attack it. It was designed that as every box, every batch of ballots came through the line, right, came through the line, that when the numbers were confirmed and everything was confirmed, by batch everybody on that line signed off and instantly instantly we did an affidavit that means the Republican did an affidavit everything's true and correct there were no issues the Independent did an affidavit everything was true and correct no issues and the Democrat did an affidavit saying everything was true and correct no issues we're talking by batch Ten. that would be 10,000 400 affidavits time three now the reason I designed it that way is because I knew the left would try to pull shenanigans and say all this crap happened but see I would be able to show wait a minute you said this crap happened we had 30 stations here are 30 Democrats on the floor signing off 10,400 times each saying everything was right That way I could use it against them, right? Don't be saying it went wrong now. Well, the left got a hold of the formula before we could get to the floor. And the left said, no Democrats can participate. The left put out a word. No Democrats can participate. And if you do, we will make your life hell. Now, why did they do that? They knew our formula was going to hold their feet to the fire so you couldn't have somebody on the inside leak information. Well, it's not being run right. It's being handled wrong. Because I could isolate that person and say, look, I've already got 5,000 signatures from that person saying everything's perfect. What is this? Get it? It's holding their feet to the fire. Document it. Well, they they got hold of it and they didn't allow it. Now, by not allowing democrats to participate they now also had a new tool what was the new tool well that audit wasn't bipartisan that wasn't bipartisan you understand the game they know that you think if both aren't participating if both the dems and the republicans aren't participating in it then it's going to be unfair remember how much media came out oh it's a it's a it's a republican only audit get it? Well, that was the next game they played. That was the next game they played. Because now they said, there was no Democrats. This is, this is a partisan effort. That's what that means. And it's so they could scream, 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 scream. It was a partisan hack job trying to find trash that wasn't there. You're getting a, are you getting a sense of how nasty this game is played? You're getting a sense of that next the rat bastards that are truly rhinos started complaining after this oh Jovan oh my god he's so controversial whatever and so one of them suggested well let's just don't have Jovan on the floor and that'll make it okay and so I agreed thinking I was doing the right thing I won't supervise it on the floor I won't supervise it every day for my stuff. I'll stand down because I thought I was doing the right thing. Well, two things happened with that. The first thing is they compromised every single image on the floor. Cost us months of works, months of work. They knew I would catch it on the floor. The next thing they did is by not having me there, they could go, well, Joe And his team weren't really part of it. Do you see how nasty this stuff is? I'm prepping you this so you understand how big this case is, this win right now for Kerry and where we're headed. Be right back right after this.
0: Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan daily on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight. Jovan will be right back. Because politicians are deathly afraid of Jovan, his reach, his fans, and his calling him out publicly and telling them to cut the crap. They know Jovan empowers the people, and corrupt politicians do not want the people knowing the truth. Now, let's get back to it.
1: Okay, folks, we're back with Cut the Crap. In case you've never joined me before, crap is only an acronym. Culture, race, American politics. C-R-A-P. And my sole job, I, I, I usually take one topic in a program. I don't jump all over the place to, I got this guest for two minutes, this guest for two minutes, this guest for five minutes and interrupting all the time. If you even see me do interviews, I let the guests run with it because you want to hear from them. And so my job is to make you the smartest patriot in the room. The way you can do that is with feeding that attention span you're willing to give it. With education. So now you understand some of the games played in 2020. I saw somebody in chat, oh, another two years and it's going to be the same thing. Well, mm, if you think that way, don't don't you consider, if you think that way, if you're Eeyore, you know who Eeyore is and Winnie the Pooh? (laughs) They don't like us anyway. If you're already Eeyore, what the hell are you doing here? What are you listening to? Keep your hands on the wheels, right? For those of you for Real Talk 93.3 FM. If you're already thinking that way, right? Do you just want people to sympathize with you? Look, we're already here for the same thing. We already know. We already know. We're here to save minds and people and everything else that's what we're here to do okay period that is what we're here to do we are absolutely here to kick butt now the way we kick butt and we win this war is knowledge and that's why i'm trying to give you the inside take here's what carrie lake is going to face when it comes to to the evidence. Now, all that's going to happen right now is Carrie Lake is going to get in and be able to present her information. Now, the left has already started to fight this, and they fight it from the most ridiculous stuff. You know, in the case, what you need to know is about 57% of every single person that had to deal with this suppression on election day, every, 57% of those people were minorities. When you take somebody's ballot and it's not voted the way they wanted to vote it, meaning going right in, they walked in and did it, it is, a, it is an act of voter suppression because we now can't prove where those ballots came from, right? So this is part of the lawsuit, voter suppression. Let me tell you how, I guess I would say ignorant, these Democrat attorneys are. They're saying she can't claim voter suppression, that's a term reserved for black voters who were murdered. Voter suppression looks like nearly 3,500 African-American men who were murdered and beaten in front of their families and hanged from trees from about 1865 to 1933. That's what the attorney for the accounting said. You can tell he's a liberal by that comment. It's like saying well somebody can only do a racist act if they're doing it against a black person otherwise it's not right see how shallow these people are they don't even understand that in these precincts where the ballots didn't go through 57 percent of the voters are in fact minorities and in fact in one of the precincts it's 93 percent one of the hardest hit precincts by this is almost 93 percent minorities And the city's attorneys say, well, that's not fair. You can't say that. You can't say it's voter suppression because you actually have to be black to be suppressed. Are you kidding me? These attorneys are going to try to do anything they can to toss out this case. They know that we know there are hundreds of thousands of ballots with no chain of custody. What is chain of custody? Five people have to sign a document that says, here's where the ballot came from, here's who touched it, here's where we got it. Yes, the, the security codes were there. Yes, we handled it the right way. Yes, this is how many they are. And yes, they handed them off to us secure. Hundreds of thousands of those ballots have none. Not a single signature. Let me ask you a question. How do you even prove those ballots came from this election other than they're on that ballot paper? Do you get the problem here? This is even deeper than most people think. They cannot prove the paper, the actual ballot, came from a human being that came right there, right now. Do you get it? That is is the issue. That is the issue. You cannot prove they came in. This is like a freight train of misappropriation running through the door, and that's what the left doesn't want you to see. Now I'm gonna remind you, they, meaning the system, require you to find fraud, prove fraud, without looking at the evidence. See, that's the catch, get it? That's the catch. How do you find fraud and prove fraud until you look at the evidence? So you got to be really lucky and really smart at what you're looking at. And that is why this case is big, because the big bad cabal immediately filed a motion to dismiss Now, coming on the heels, coming on the heels is Mark Fincham's issues, Mark Fincham's case, boom, was thrown out by a judge. Mark Fincham's case was, boom, thrown out by a judge. So everybody was terrified this same judge would have the same kind of appetite, just throw it out. We survived, and when I say we survived, that means Carrie survived. Now, why is this paramount? None of the 2020 evidence was allowed to make it to court. See, what they do is they say, if it doesn't make it to court, it's not real. You see how this plays? if it really doesn't make it into court. Now there's a difference of adding it to a case. You can, you can add it to your case all you want and file. But when the judge says, well, I won't hear that case, then it gives the left coverage to say, well, that was not adequate evidence and so the judge kicked it out. You, you follow how this works? So now with it actually having court dates you actually get to see physical results. They become part of the evidence record. They become part of the history of exposing this. Behind the scenes, so much work is going on. Giving all this information to the attorneys, training people okay here's what you look for here's how it works here's what it is here's how it ties to 2020 here's is why you're unique this is what should be done here this is what should be done here it is a flurry of activity behind the scenes for everybody who has ever worked in election integrity this is a win because once it gets to court Once it gets entered into that official record where it gets to be presented as bona fide evidence, the tide changes in a big way. The tide changes. The second part of this is when a suit is being perfected, Meaning, you file a lawsuit. When it's perfected, you literally get to then, on all sides, look at everybody's paperwork, look at everybody's correspondence, look at all the facts, and they have to bring forth the evidence. Now, that process is called discovery. Now, why is that key? Because in the discovery process, that's where you find a lot of the smoking guns. You find emails that say, we're missing ballots. Uh, We don't know where these 17,000 ballots came from. Oh, where did these 25,000 ballots came from? Hey, can you tell me, guys? And those are internal communications of these bozos that run the election. So let me ask you a question. If evidence is entered in court where the supposed kingpin running the election says, how did we get these extra 25,000 ballots? Can anybody tell me where they came from? Do you think it kind of proves at least these guys are idiots? of course it does of course it does i don't know what to expect in this i i really don't i can tell you carrie's pulling out all the stops carrie's doing her best to dot every i cross every t there are certain constraints okay certain constraints that they have to operate within and you know she's fighting the cabal at the same time don't think all the attorneys are on her side arizona knows that not only is this case a big case but holy smokes if this case brings in the 2020 uh findings it's going to be the the tipping point it's going to be the tipping point I have no idea how these guys can back away from this. I have no idea how a judge, any judge that is legit, could ever think about tossing out a case like this. Because I'm telling you, 2020, 2020. Everybody was telling us there was it was all a conspiracy theory. Now we got through it. They duplicate it. So now it compacts. And with all your jurats, thousands of them, thousands of them provided to the team, the left knows, wow, we're in trouble. And they're scared. I can assure you the left is scared in many ways. What we're talking about is Carrie has got a win, a big win. It's going to go to court. This is about time, folks. It's going to be duped out in the streets. We just got to hold our breath. Hang tight. I'll be right back. Final comments.
0: Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your Ph.D. in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight. Jovan will be right back.
1: I know this is very confusing for most people. And I know when you hear things going to court, you may many times assume a win or may many times assume, you know, that all the judges are corrupt. I want you to get very focused on what it means when something goes to court. It means only you have an opportunity to plead your case. That's what's happening on the Kerry Lake side. The sole uh, goal of the council on the other side, the sole goal of the council on the other side is to block as much as they can from coming to the, the, the front. So this is going to be a different type of war than we've experienced thus far. The left wants to try to convince you that the Supreme Court threw out all of these election cases because they didn't have merit. And I want to correct that for you because most people just don't understand how our legal system works. Early on, some people jumped leapfrogged to the Supreme Court because this was such an incredible issue of wrong for 2020. Anytime you leapfrog to go to the Supreme Court, you run the risk of the Supreme Court saying, I'm sorry, but you got to go back to state court because they have to have their ability to deal with this because remember what are our elections our elections are state elections not federal elections and the left has conju into that the supreme court said they had no merit kicked them out boom it was crap that's not really a hundred percent factual in the way they said it because in those Supreme Court cases, even the Supreme Court didn't see or was presented evidence. The Supreme Court simply said, you got to fight this out in state court, not here. And it's only when, you got to understand how this is used. When you're dealing with your local courts, your county courts, or whatever, it has to go through a stair stepping process. The Supreme Court, when you get up here at your state level or even at the federal level, It's when you were not given remedies by the state court. So the Supreme Court's there to say, okay, yes, you're right. The lower courts violated your rights, and we'll hear it. That's how it works. And so there was always a risk early on jumping forward to Supreme Court's. Many of these suits will go to the local county courts, which where I believe, yes, a lot of these judges can be corrupt. Judge will dismiss it. Then the people have to go to the the state. uh, We'll just call it Supreme Court, just shortening it easy to say, hey, these guys didn't take care of me. Force them to listen and they force it back. That's how this ping ponging thing works. That's why it takes so long. That's why it takes so long. But it is the system. It is the system. When, uh, By the way, when I finish the program, I'm going to hop over locals where I can talk freely and openly about what the attorneys know or don't know, how is this working, how the advisement going, or everything. So what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to get disheartened Because you ever wondered why uh, somebody walks in and murders somebody somewhere and it finally only gets to the big court process two or three years later? Because that's the process. Because that's the process. And so this one's no different. It really is no different. Focus on the wins. Focus on the wins. And the wins we have right now is, thank God, a judge at the state level, at the county level, is going to let this proceed. Of course, this process is freaking slow because you do want to avoid the rush to judgment. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. When was the last rush to judgment process we had in the United States of America. Do you know when that was? Rushed to judgment. Yeah, folks, you're right. January 6th. What do you have as a result of January 6th? Well, you have several hundred people in prison, in solidarity, in solid, solidarity, in solid, uh, solitary confinement that haven't been to court, haven't had defense, can't have law- lawyers, but yet they're in the gulag, in the DC gulag. That's called rush to judgment. If you're legit and honest, you don't rush to judgment. Those guys from January 6 haven't really even officially been charged, but your government's doing it. That shows you your government's corrupt. But why are they doing it? They're using those several hundred people that they're throwing under the jail and all this uh, show they're doing to terrify you. They need the fear porn to go shut up. Why? Because you say, "Oh, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm not going to support any of this." They'll throw me under the jail. That's why they do it speedy trials are crooked trials now you have the right to a fair and speedy trial but when you see the rushing real quick it's always the bad side doing it that's how they're manipulating the system that's how they're making examples out of everything so even though this is frustrating the ace in the hole you have for this one in Arizona, aside from the incredible evidence, is Carrie Lake, who's a different type of an individual who is not going to freaking give up on her case, give up on the people of Arizona, or give up on the people of the United States. That's who Carrie Lake is, and she's telling them all to cut the crap.
0: Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. And we're just not gonna take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Von Hutt and Pulitzer on all social media.